0: Friday, May the 7th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Germany balks at waiving patents and shootout in Rio. First, the world in brief. Angela Merkel, Germany's Chancellor, voiced her opposition to a proposal to waive intellectual property on COVID-19 vaccines. America is leaning towards the idea as a way to bolster production. But Germany's government argues that patent protection is essential for innovation and anyway does not stifle the manufacture of jabs. Big drugs firms tend to side with Mrs. Merkel. Yesterday, one of them, Moderna, announced a quarterly profit for the first time in its 11-year history. Thanks largely to its COVID-19 vaccine, it earned a net $1.2 billion. Australia relented to pressure and agreed to let in some Australian nationals, seeking repatriation from India. Direct flights are banned, to keep out a surging wave of COVID-19. Unusually, even Australian citizens were threatened with jail time were they to sneak past. Britain, meanwhile, noticed a worrying uptick of B.1.617.2, a variant of the virus first detected in India. America's jobless claims fell to 498,000 last week, the fewest since March 2020. The number claiming pandemic unemployment assistance, which helps those not eligible for regular jobless benefits, dropped by 20,000 to a bit more than 101,000. The labour market shows signs of rebounding, caused in part by the lifting of lockdown restrictions and reopening of businesses. After a short protest by 60 French fishing boats off Jersey, which caused both Britain and France to dispatch patrol vessels, the European Commission accused Britain of breaching the Brexit trade deal. Under the agreement, French fishermen need new licences to fish the waters around the Channel Islands, a British Crown dependency. The Commission said unforeseen, quote, additional conditions had been attached to the permits. IBM claimed a breakthrough in its microchip technology. It said its new 2nm chip is projected to perform 45% better than current 7nm chips, while using 75% less energy. Even so, S&P Global Ratings, a credit ratings agency, downgraded IBM, saying a spate of recent acquisitions and a proposed spin-off of part of its business made Big Blue's timeline for reducing its debt uncertain. At least 25 people were killed in a shootout with police in Rio de Janeiro. Local police said the raid in Jacarezinho was related to drug trafficking. One officer was killed. When running for office, Jair Bolsonaro said that a good criminal is a dead criminal. As Brazil's president, he has promoted the use of deadly force to deter crime. Lawmakers in Texas began debating a bill to introduce new voting restrictions, like those passed recently in Florida, ostensibly to safeguard elections. The measures proposed include limiting early voting and the use of mail-in ballots. Civil rights groups and many of the state's largest businesses, including American Airlines and Dell, oppose such legislation on the grounds that it would disenfranchise voters, particularly minority ones. And fact of the day. Texas is so gun-friendly that there is a separate, quote, fast track at the state's Capitol building, allowing those with concealed handgun licenses to bypass metal detectors and bring their weapons in. And now, here's today's agenda. Displacement Strategy Republican Divisions Elise Stefanik is rising ever faster in America's Republican Party. A 36-year-old congresswoman from upstate New York, Ms. Stefanik was first elected in 2014 and initially voted moderately. Despite her short political CV, she is poised to displace Liz Cheney as the party's third-ranking House member, perhaps next week. The reason? Miss Cheney's increasingly vocal opposition to Donald Trump's grip on her party. She warned Republicans this week it was a historic mistake to adhere to his false claim that last year's presidential election was stolen. The party, quote, must decide whether we are going to choose truth and fidelity to the Constitution, she wrote, provoking a rant from the former president. Mr. Farnick's main virtue is her unfailing loyalty to Mr. Trump. Miss Cheney's fate looks sealed. She has lost the backing of Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader, who had previously defended her. He understands that for now, Mr. Trump still calls the shots. Hunting for Fair Treatment Indigenous Rights in Taiwan Today, Taiwan's highest court will rule in a landmark case for indigenous rights. The case centres on Talam Sukluman, a man from the Bunon tribe, who was convicted of illegal hunting in 2015. He had been hunting game for his elderly mother, as his tribe has done for millennia. But Taiwan's conservation law mostly bans the practice. The Constitutional Court was asked to consider whether the law breached the rights of indigenous communities. The Bunon are one of 16 officially recognised groups. If deemed unconstitutional... The legislation will probably be changed to reflect how 2.5% of the country's population traditionally lives. That would support the promise made by Tsai Ing-wen, Taiwan's president, to make amends for indigenous people for centuries of quote, pain and unfair treatment. Miss Tsai has ancestors from the Paiwan tribe and her official spokesperson, Kola Sutaka, is proudly Amis. Indigenous people are becoming more visible in Taiwan. Today's ruling may help them become more accepted too. Freightful. Soaring shipping costs. Before the pandemic, the container shipping industry was floundering. There were too many ships and not enough boxes to move. Not anymore. On Wednesday, AP Molomersk, the world's largest shipping container line, reported its best ever first quarter profits. Its boss, Soren Sko, credited soaring freight rates, which, according to an index produced by Freitos, an online marketplace, have tripled over the past year. These were thought at first to be a blip. It was expected that demand created by a post-pandemic restocking boom, a pile-up of empty containers in the wrong ports, and the blockage of the Suez Canal by Ever Given in March would wane quickly. But demand and freight rates may rise higher still. Even with America's ports running at maximum capacity, there are no signs yet of unsold imports piling up. And most consumers are yet to go on the spending spree expected after lockdown's lift. It is no wonder Mr. Scobbe predicts freight rates and profits will remain high throughout 2021. The Ties That Bind AMLO and Kamala Harris Migration will be the main topic of discussion when Mexico's President Andres Manuel López Obrador sits down virtually with America's Vice President Kamala Harris today. America wants Mexico's continued cooperation in stemming the flow of northbound migrants from Central America. Both countries will also discuss how to address the root causes of migration, including corruption, poverty, natural disasters, and a backsliding in democracy. Mr. López Obrador wants America to support his idea of expanding, quote, Sembrando Vida, sowing life a national tree-planting program to El Salvador, Guatemala and Honduras by offering temporary work visas and eventual citizenship to participants. But the program, which he says will create jobs and reduce poverty, has drawn criticism in Mexico for prompting people to deforest their land to get access to the cash offered. Mr. Lopez Obrador may also be told that he needs to tackle problems at home, many of his own making, that are causing more of his own citizens to head north. Scales of Justice Cleaning up the Potomac River Washington DC is rarely known for great progress. But the masses of migratory shad and herring currently swimming up the Potomac River are an uplifting counterpoint. They are seasonal visitors from the Atlantic which, like salmon, are programmed to return to their native river to spawn. By the end of the last century, they had almost been eradicated from the river, a catastrophe of historical as well as environmental significance. Shad, the biggest member of the Herring family, was the basis for much of America's early wealth. And the Potomac was one of the richest fisheries. At his riverfront estate, Mount Vernon, George Washington was estimated to take up to a million fish from the river each year. Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia and Washington, which encompassed most of the river's watershed, therefore launched an ambitious recovery plan Through stringent fishing and pollution controls, as well as efforts by schoolchildren to raise Shad Fry in their classrooms, its success has been exemplary. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Joseph Joubert, who was born on this day in 1754. The aim of an argument or discussion should not be victory, but progress